0: When anaphylaxis occurs, it's memorable. The drill for what to do in case of anaphylaxis is always the same. Inject epinephrine and call 911. I've talked about anaphylaxis before on episode 6 of season 1. However, most of us are in the dark about what happens to us once we get into the hospital. Well, I'm here to change that. Welcome, everyone, to Dairy-Free Dude. I am Logan Graham, and I'm here to talk to you about how to thrive in a world where dairy products seem to be as common as dirt. I watched a webinar from the Living Teal Global Summit called Anaphylaxis in the ICU, hosted by Anna Masiola, Bachelor of Science in Nursing, registered nurse and it gave me some good insight on how anaphylaxis treatment works in the hospital. A quick note, this info is based on average anaphylaxis protocol. The treatment might vary for each patient based on the severity of the reaction, as well as the time that's elapsed since the beginning of the reaction. So, you injected epinephrine, you called 911, and you rode the ambulance. What's next? As soon as you reach the hospital, the first thing they might do is get rid of the offending allergen if possible. For example, if the anaphylaxis is caused by a bee sting, they'd remove the stinger. But if it's caused by an ingested food allergen, it can't be removed from the patient's body. Not even vomiting can help, because the allergen proteins have already entered the bloodstream, even if the offending allergen only enters the mouth and isn't swallowed. Besides, it's not the number one priority to find out what caused the anaphylaxis, but to treat it, and quickly. They might ask the patient what happened, but if the patient is in a serious condition, they'll treat first and ask questions later. The patient is often unable to communicate very well. If you haven't administered epinephrine already, the first thing they'll do is give you intramuscular epinephrine. In the hospital, It's not really injected in an auto-injector. They'll probably use a needle and syringe and inject it either in the arm or leg. This is the main source of treatment for anaphylaxis. Next, they'll give the patient lots of fluids by an IV to increase circulation and blood pressure through a catheter in the vein. The IV is usually inserted on a hand or forearm. For anaphylaxis, the fluid they pump will most likely be saline. Then, if the patient is having trouble breathing or their oxygen saturation is low, they'll give extra oxygen through a mask if needed. Oxygen saturation is how much oxygen is in your blood. Why does this matter? All organs in the body need oxygen to function. A symptom of anaphylaxis is decreased blood flow throughout the body. The blood vessels dilate, which make them large, decreasing the blood pressure and opening up holes in the blood vessels, which allows the blood to leak out. This decreased blood pressure deprives the organs of blood flow and the oxygen it normally carries. At the same time as the decreased blood flow, anaphylaxis also constricts the airways, which limits the amount of oxygen available to the blood through the lungs. The brain then asks the heart to pump more blood to meet the demand, which it can't. Epinephrine that has been administered constricts or tightens the vessels back together, sealing the holes and creating pressure. It also increases the heart rate, allowing the blood and oxygen to be carried to the organs. In addition, epinephrine relaxes muscles in the lungs, allowing air movement. Any oxygen that is administered into the lungs via a mask would work to help saturate, or load, the blood with oxygen. During this treatment, medical professionals will monitor the patient's vitals, including blood pressure, heart rate, oxygen saturation, respiratory rate, temperature, and more, so they'll know if something changes for the worse so they can correct it. If the patient's body doesn't respond to the epinephrine, further treatment is needed. This is a guaranteed trip to the ICU, intensive care unit. If the patient can't breathe all the way or their throat is too swollen, an endotracheal tube is inserted through the mouth to keep the airway open. This procedure is known as intubation. Once a patient is intubated, they'll be hooked up to a ventilator, which helps the body breathe, providing oxygen for the body to use. This doesn't always mean that the ventilator is doing all in the breathing. Some kinds of ventilators assist in breathing more than others. It all depends on the situation. They'll also increase fluid intake to increase the blood pressure. They might also give an epinephrine drip if the patient's body is not responding to epinephrine injections. They'll titrate the amounts based on the patient's blood pressure. If the pressure is low, the more epinephrine they'll give. The higher the blood pressure, the less epinephrine. When all is set right again, even if nothing ICU-worthy occurred, you'll be given additional treatments. These treatments are more focused on treating for patient comfort, not as a replacement for epinephrine. Epinephrine is the number one treatment for anaphylaxis. You'd be given an antihistamine for symptom control after the fact, but like I've said many times, antihistamines are not the treatment, they only relieve some of the symptoms. You'll also be given IV steroids and a bronchodilator like albuterol if you still have continuing mild respiratory symptoms. Something you need to watch out for is biphasic anaphylaxis, which is the return of anaphylaxis symptoms without the allergen being reintroduced. Kind of like an unwanted repeat performance. The patient must be watched for a period of time, just in case a biphasic reaction occurs. If it does, the patient must be returned to the hospital immediately, and the process must be run through all over again. Sometimes, the hospital might keep the patient in the ER to keep a possible biphasic reaction under control if it occurs. Biphasic reaction occurs in 10-20% to of anaphylactic reactions. You'll be watched for usually around four hours. Thankfully, in all of my visits to the ER, they've monitored me for around two to three hours, and I've never had a biphasic reaction. And, whenever I got home, my mom also kept watch on me for a few hours. When at the hospital, ask questions. You should know what's going on, what's happening to you. Advocate for yourself. Speak up if you believe something's wrong. For example, if you're by yourself in your hospital room and you feel something's wrong, tell people. The last thing to follow up with is to be sure to review your anaphylaxis action plan and be sure to refill your epinephrine auto-injector right away. And be thankful that you made it out. This is Logan Graham, the Dairy-Free Dude. Live on!